I imagine you've got questions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I walked into the house, and then the entire living room erupted in laughter. <laughs> so either I missed the joke, or I was the joke. Uh, I'm guessing, knowing you and your family, it's the latter. No, it was. It was a little bit of both. Okay. I don't think so. Uh, my kids have swim lessons. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to leave now. Okay. So uh, I was like, "Hurry up, come over here, five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Let's let's change you real quick before Justin gets here." And I'm looking out the window, mm-hmm. uh, and I can usually see when you pull up from where I'm sitting, and you weren't here. So I dropped trow, get them all the way off, and I'm like. Justin's here quick. He can see your butt. So he panics and <laughs> I was just messing with him. That was just a psych out, right? Mm-hmm. So we all laugh. Ha ha. You're so funny, dad. And then my wife is like, oh, Justin really is here because you were opening the door <laughs> and you'd like parked back two feet back. You know, you probably don't even realize, but you yeah. parked two feet back from where you normally do. So I couldn't see that you were there. <laughs> so there was genuine panic as he's trying to cover his, <laughs> cover his little five-year-old butt. From your prying eyes, <laughs> yeah. To be to the audience, I couldn't even see into the living room to where they were. No, so. and, and if you, even if you did, yeah, it's not like you planned this. Like right. this is my moment. Also, it's a five year old butt. <laughs> yes, like yeah. <laughs> but but to the five year old, that's a yeah. big deal. You don't want some some rando looking at your butt. Uh, you would hope you've instilled it to them and them at that point, but it depends yes. on the five year old. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some five-year-old just like naked all the way. Yeah, I don't. I think they w- work their way out of that by the time they're five, at least in my experience. So I don't think I ever had a really a, a naked. Well, I guess maybe when I was real little. Do you? Does anybody ever remember their naked time? Like I was going to say that I didn't have one, but I don't think my my kids definitely did. But they're not going to remember it. So yeah, who knows? I could have. Yeah. I I don't remember, but then again, science says that all memories you have before four are probably false so yeah i don't know if i really have anything before four i have one but i know that it's just me remembering a story yeah that my my aunt told about me and knowing that that's that my memory is me picturing that story not the actual event the uh the first memory that i have my mom might have been able to tell me. Uh, there's no way my dad would. But my first memory, and I think it's probably real because it probably could be like my fourth birthday, mm-hmm. is getting a Mickey Mouse cake, eating it, eating it at my grandma's, and like insisting that I had a headpiece, <laughs> but then getting it and like the black icing I didn't like, which is probably bullshit. Yeah. But in my head, I still remember that black icing tastes like garbage. Uh-huh. It was his ear, right? Yeah. And I very much remember that, like I barely remember anything of the house, and I feel like I remember like sitting in front of a recliner eating that ice cream or eating that cake. Mm-hmm. And my my guess would be like four years old, and that would like line up scientifically with yeah. like literally on my fourth birthday, I made a memory. <laughs> yeah, I honestly i I think my first memory is punching my mom in the face for science, <laughs> just to see what would happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Classic. How was your Mother's Day? We just had Mother's Day. Good. Uh, today's today as we're recording this is actually my mom's birthday as well, Ooh. Uh, which I didn't think about when I was planning 
Um, but we're gonna do something this weekend. Um, it was good. Um, did a did a Saturday Mother's Day instead of a Sunday Mother's Day. Uh, yeah, I really didn't appreciate all your haha texts. Like, yeah. how's your Mother's Day, Russ? I know, right? You have a good time. Yeah, because I'm so evil. Like, I would totally <laughs> do that. Totally lines up with my personality. Uh, but yeah, went and went and saw my mom. Um, didn't get up to the lake to see my grandma, which you know, to be a good grandson, I probably should have done that. But it's been really shitty weather here. Yeah. So an hour drive to the lake didn't seem like fun. Yeah. Uh, on Mother's Day, so my I'd heard my older son, who just turned ten, mm-hmm. say this a couple times to his friend, like he did a your mom joke. Okay. Uh, and I think he'd been strategically avoiding it, but uh, a your mom joke slipped from him to me on Mother's Day. Good, <laughs> <laughs> great day to, to do that. And, so. So I called him out on it. I was like, "Really, dude? You just gave it your mom to your dad on Mother's Day?" <laughs> he, you know, he just kind of giggled a little and was awkward because he felt mm-hmm. bad, but he knew I wasn't upset. Yeah. And then instantly, my five-year-old just burst into tears and like crying about my mom. Mm-hmm. And of course, that actually made me upset. Yeah. And it's making me upset telling the story mm-hmm. now. Like <laughs> everything was fine. I had no issues that whole day. <laughs> And then just seeing him start bawling because of a freaking your mom joke from a 10-year-old is what <laughs> the spark to this whole thing was. So, yeah. Uh, I sent my wife to a hotel for Mother's Day. I just saw like, that on Facebook. Just, like, let her do her thing. And yeah, she was happy with it. I We've got our anniversary coming up. Mm-hmm. And she was like, uh, hey, so I was thinking we should just, like, go out to eat for our anniversary or whatever. And I said, well, why would we do that? I've already got your, I've already got your, I already know what we're, what I've got planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'd definitely forgotten that we had an anniversary coming up <laughs> and that was bullshit. <laughs> so I've painted my, instead of just saying like, yes, that sounds fine. Yes. I, not only, I painted not myself. Only did you forget? <laughs> But I, you instantly, yeah. you instantly had a cop out right there in front of you to be like, you know what, you know what, yeah, that's all right. You know, we yeah. have mm-hmm. with the kids and everything. Yeah, that's a, nope. that sounds Didn't good. That. Nice. Nope, I have something. I have a grand gesture of love. <laughs> oh shit! I need a grand gesture of love. <laughs> that's what I was coming to you with. I still don't have one. <laughs> so I got to figure that out. So, yeah. <laughs> It's not exciting. Um, yeah. This is going to be the one episode she listens to, too. Yeah, better not be. No, she, believe me, she has no interest in doing that at all. Um, yeah, other than Mother's Day, anything else going on? Um, I've been kind of getting into some, some stocks. Yeah, you told me a little bit about this. Yeah. have a, a guru at work. Who just like keeps accidentally making like twenty five thousand dollars, <laughs> like so I don't know. I think I'm gonna start small. Like I have it's like five hundred dollars that I'm like this is already out of my bank account, so it's already forgotten about. Like mm-hmm. this is what I'm willing to lose, and so yeah, I've been playing around a little bit. Yeah, has it worked out so far? Uh, I deposited five hundred dollars. In that account, that account is account is currently at a balance of five hundred and seven dollars. Nice. So, 
Look at you. Yeah. It's better than an interest rate would get you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think my bank account, uh, my my savings account is 0.1%. I remember, speaking of memories, being six years old, right? Wanting a bicycle and my mom saying, well, if you want a bicycle, you should buy it for yourself since that's a big item why don't we start you a savings account and i'll put i'll put the first twenty dollars in right and i remember opening up a savings account and looking and going i get three percent interest this is bullshit but whatever the six-year-old equivalent of this is bullshit is now i get 0.1 percent and then i'm looking like oh if i go if i take my money over here i get (laughs) (laughs) 0.25 percent yeah yeah over the next trillion years I can buy that bike. <laughs> yeah. It uh did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger the Arnold Schwarzenegger? He got drop kicked. He got drop kicked and he took it like a fucking Terminator, bro. Yeah, he like leaned forward a little bit and was like, What was that? A mosquito? Yeah. And he's seventy one. Like, yeah. I mean Well, he's still fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, but still, like you drop kick a seventy one year old man. It's like drop kicking Vince McMahon. He's like in the seventies. Yeah, I don't know. He's still ripped. Yeah. But yeah, I just love that he like but, lurches but he lurches forward a little bit and then just everyone ta- like the guy's already on the ground and everyone just tackles him. But it's it's not even that he got drop kicked. Like in your Vince McMahon scenario, he knows it's coming and Well, it's... I I I meant it's the same scenario. I didn't mean like oh, okay. Vince McMahon gets drop kicked in the ring. Oh, okay. I meant Vince McMahon gets like, Vince McMahon gets Harry Houdini'd and someone stunners him when he's not ready. I don't know what Harry Houdini means. What? You know who Harry Houdini is, right? Yeah. Uh, um, he famously had this thing where he said anyone, he would take a punch in the gut from anyone. Mm-hmm. And the way he would do that is he had very like strong ab muscles. And so he would flex. And so somebody came up to him and was like, you can take a punch from anyone and punched him really hard in the gut when he wasn't ready mm-hmm. and ruptured his insides and that's how he died. Okay. I get all that. I don't see the similarity, but you're just be saying a surprise attack thing. Yes. Okay, now I get it. I was like, I thought he got punched, not kicked. <laughs> Do I not know this story at all? <laughs> yeah. Uh that's that it just what what is the the that's the same person that like streaks like right? That's the same person that streaks. No, onto a that is that field. is like two or three levels above streaking. <laughs> like the, I mean, you're running. Uh, he was like in a gym and stuff, right? Yeah. So like the, nobody, the the streaker would just be streaking in that gym. Yeah. There are cameras around, and he'd be like, "Well, ah, yeah, penis." Maybe. The thing that I love about the video that I've seen two different versions. Nobody seems to give a shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger, for the most part. Like that's because Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't give a shit. He just like looked behind him and was like, hmm, "That was a weird interaction." I with a fan. No, no, no. I don't even talk about that. I'm saying even leading up to it, people don't really ki- like. There's a little girl just like jumping rope, like doesn't <laughs> give a shit that Arnold Schwarzenegger's there, and like the majority of the people. Oh, I got you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like nobody seems to give a shit at all because he's 71 years old, and the Terminator Terminator Two was 1992. So the little girl skipping rope was like. Her dad was watching Terminator when he shouldn't have been. Yeah. I still think it's a big deal. If, if you're telling me of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, you're 35. You're not a little girl. I'm not talking Jump just about her. I'm talking about the the, 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 the room 
was not thrilled that he was there necessarily. He had a small gathering, but you would think he he would need to be behind a curtain and like at a table and people would be held back by security. He was probably in California. He was governor of that state. It's in South Carolina, South Africa. Oh, it was in South this Africa? South Africa. Eh, they don't care. They they have, like, reparations for apartheid and stuff to worry about. They don't <laughs> care a, about I feel like Terminators they have more day-to-day problems. Like, that's a big problem, but they can't sit around pining about it constantly. Yeah. Mm, okay. Anything else going on? Mm, not really. No. Boring. Oh, I, here's the thing. Okay. Uh... I think I'm going to go fishing this weekend. That sounds terrible. I I, I bought fishing stuff. Ugh. I've been watching a lot of fishing YouTube videos, and I yeah. bought fishing magazines. Yeah. And, like, a couple of rods and reels and some some soft plastics and hooks and stuff. So I'm going to go fishing. Fishing is the most boring fucking thing in the world. I bought a fishing license. Fishing is boring as balls. If you know how to do it and where to do it, it's fun. Because you catch fish. Mm-hmm. What's boring about fishing is not catching fish. It's true. So that if you're true. if you're not having a good time fishing, that's because you're not fishing in yeah, the right spot or the, in the right way. Here's the problem. But then you do catch a fish, and then I feel bad because the fish has a hook in its mouth, right? And you got to pull it out, or it swallows it, and then you like rip its guts out, and you you don't rip its guts out. Use some pliers or something. Get it out of there. It, it, you're telling me that's not ripping up his guts when it swallows a fucking hook. It gets caught on the way down. <laughs> are you really saying that you believe this or are you just trying to? Like how much is, how much, like, if it actually swallowed your hook, you didn't say your hook right. Or not in time. I love, I love that you're telling me this as someone that just bought this stuff. You're like, I've watched some YouTube shit. No, I've, Trust me. I fished, Trust me. as a kid, I fished all the time. Yeah. Well, like during the summers. So. Point is, I just I haven't don't like done watching it animals like, die or be in pain. No, I'm not. I understand a that sociopath. I understand that. it's the same reason I don't want to go hunting, is because like me, it's like okay, I got a deer in my sights. I'm aimed at its heart. I know that I'm a fuck up. What if I hit it like in its spleen or something, something like valuable, but that won't kill it, mm-hmm. and then it's just. I just fucked up its life, but didn't kill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I don't go hunting. But fishing, you, it's in its mouth, and you take it out, and then you're like, oh, look at this fish, and then you you put it back and to live a long life. Yeah, with its mouth fucked up. You could live if I ripped your bottom lip off, but it would still hurt and bother you. It's a, it's a piercing. Piercing's heal. For your benefit, just to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Seems a little wrong. Little wrong. The thing that I, I never really got about hunting is it never felt fair. Like a like a deer and stuff, especially you have to do it. That's fine, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But like the sport hunting or the sport of hunting, mm-hmm. it's not fair. Like it's not like people are going out there like with a bowie knife and like boxing these bears and deer into oblivion. Like mm-hmm. they're using technology. Like at least bows even though they're compound bows and they're super expensive and they're fancy and there's technology with those, mm-hmm. that seems a little bit more fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like like all the, the big game hunters, like I feel like if they go out there and like 
take a tiger down like with a Bowie knife, they deserve it. That should be the way that they do it. Okay. But like the Sarah Palin hunting wolves from helicopters and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. in the in the evolution uh that's in the 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 brain of the wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh the helicopter has not <laughs> been around long enough yes. to enter into their natural predators and know how to react to them. <laughs> I think. I'm not a biologist. It's true. You're not a biologist. <laughs> so, I will con- 100% so, confirm so that fact. Let's get a mega biologist and they'll come disagree with me and tell me. God did it. <laughs> I saw for the first time in my life, I saw a straight up legitimate flat earther t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Not ironic. Mm-hmm. And it was mixed with like a, uh, it was a Christian flat earth t-shirt. Like they he merged the two. W- was it on a person? Yes. Or like on a rack. no 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 it was on a person okay he was straight up wearing it in the store and it was like your your globe it said your globe and then it was like uh, you're you're an accident blah 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 like quote unquote facts about yeah. someone that believes that the world is round right uh, and then it was like you know the the final thing what that led up to is you're worthless right mm-hmm. and it said my flat earth. God created the earth in seven days. Uh, he loves you. You're amazing. Or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really dub it down and I'm the stupid right now, bro. <laughs> really impressed. And the best part was it was a super shitty t-shirt. Like you could see the big giant square of where the custom printing mm-hmm. happened from Cafe Press or whatever. Nice. Like it was black, quote unquote. So it was a black t-shirt and then it was black framed giant so square. they put they actually put on black ink on a black t-shirt yes that's exactly what happened it's it was good. pretty it's it was good. pretty good yeah, yeah. i liked it. Like, like someone went straight from ms paint to yes cafe press yes <laughs> so zazzle that was good got that on zazzle.com you ever like i've definitely had bands or like people that i that i like i don't know podcast or whatever and i'm like oh that's kind of a cool t-shirt Oh, it's taking me to a Zazzle page. Never mind. Like, it, yeah, it doesn't feel. It's not real. Yeah, like it doesn't. At feel least real. you know. At least pay thirty bucks a month for Shopify. Something. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm always like, oh. I don't if you're feel not like selling, that's real if you're anymore. not selling enough T-shirts to cover thirty bucks a month, you probably shouldn't be selling T-shirts. It's true. On that note, how's our merch store going? <laughs> we couldn't sell enough to sell, to do thirty dollars a month, so uh, I never went past the free trial. <laughs> Uh, dive into uh, hereditary. Sure. Give us now that you actually pronounced it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it should be called that. I feel like it should be called heredity. <laughs> but no one says that. People say hereditary. Mm. Uh, hereditary is about a family, and lots of weird shit happens. It's basically raising Arizona too. Wait, wasn't there a, Raising Arizona too? It's been a long time since I've seen Raising Arizona. I think there's already a Raising Arizona too. Probably. Nick Cage probably needed a paycheck at some point. Ugh. I don't get that infatuation with him. We've talked about this before, and you defended it because you praise everything on the internet. What? What? Like, I don't begrudge him wanting, like, needing money. But at the same time, like, sometimes he's terrible, sometimes he's good, and sometimes he's so terrible that it's good. So you just got to not care about the ones where he's terrible 
and then just focus on the good ones and the ones that are so terrible that it's good. Looks like there's no Raising Arizona 2. All right. Really thought that that was the case. Okay, so Hereditary. Overall thoughts? Uh, I th- it's it's so I think it's a really well made movie. Uh, I <clears throat> I just watched it last night, so I don't know that I've like I don't know that I can fully. It's a movie that you it really needs to to sink in on you. I think. To uh, really form an opinion, like I, I have, I have plenty of thoughts on it, but I don't know that I have an overall opinion of it yet. So, I've said before that I have this d- this disease where the longer away I get from a movie, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. Like when I first watched, it, I was like, "I'm not sold on this. I'm not very happy with this." Yeah. Like, even though it's incredibly well done, it doesn't mean that I like it. Right. Um, and I'd watched this months ago. So all I did now, honestly, is I just kind of fast forwarded to refresh myself mm-hmm. on it and I went over my notes. But uh, like coming into it, I felt like I had more positive feelings. And I think that's just whatever whatever mental syndrome I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a lot of that. But I think also, you know, I, I leave, I remember the feelings that I had at pivotal scenes. Mm-hmm. And if it can get those out of me instead of just not caring which is the worst that you can say about a movie is right. i don't remember it or i don't care mm-hmm. uh so it stayed with me and just like a few the, months i'm yeah. sure that there's scenes that'll stay with you this <laughs> movie has a creepy intensity throughout the whole two hours of it for sure that just like is so effective but but i don't think it ultimately capitalizes on that i i would agree on that also yes. so i think that's the thing is like you do have so much uncomfortableness, right? Because mm-hmm. the movie proves to you it will go anywhere. Yeah. And ultimately it leaves you a little, like, wanting, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's so... Um, let's just do a quick through the, the sure. story because the story kind of doesn't matter. Sure. So um, husband, wife, older boy, little girl. Little girl has some sort of um, cognitive disability. Um, but I mean, it's obviously not Down syndrome, but it's something along those where it's it manifests both physically and mentally. Sure. Um, and uh, she she's like this weird little girl, and you're kind of fascinated by her at the beginning, and it starts off with the grandma has died and the funeral, and like um, just kind of everything's kind of off about this family. And then there's the whole, uh, the mom who was played by, amazingly by Tony Collette. Tony Collette, if this movie did not have a gravitas um, from her or someone like her, it's, it couldn't have been pulled off. I think I think the little girl did a great job. I think um, the actor who played Peter did a great job, but she like 100% sold this movie. Uh, but she makes she's an artist and she makes miniatures about her life and like stages little scenes from her life and so they they play into that aesthetic with the miniatures and this is oh that opening shot yeah the opening shots are amazing so what they do is they bounce from a it's, dollhouse in right it's turn a it's a, it's a wide shot of the miniature and then they zoom into one room and then you realize 
at some point they're zooming into the actual room that yes. it's based on. And the father's walking around, and it's an amazing shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, basically, just finding, uh, dealing with the grief of the loss of of her mother. Excuse me. Um, Annie seeks out this uh, this group and. That's when we learned that her mother had DID, her father had depression and starved himself to death, her brother had schizophrenia and hung himself when he was 16, um, and uh, just kind of strange things start happening to the little girl, um, Around strange things start happening around the little girl, they start seeing the grandmother around, uh, and then uh, then comes the party. Yeah. So before we get too much into the party, I want to say how much I loved this little girl. Yes. She was so amazing. Like she was captivating to watch the entire uh-huh. time. She did so good, um, you know, in her ticks and everything. She was amazing. I, I loved watching her. Yes. Unfortunately, that didn't last very far into the movie <laughs> yes. because they established that she's allergic to peanuts or nuts. I'm sorry. Yes. And so... Uh... Basically, the the mom is completely strung out and uh, basically forces the the older brother to take the little sister along to what he said is a school party is actually a you know a teens drinking beer party mm-hmm. drinking beer and smoke drinking beer drinking <laughs> drinking beer and smoking that's we, pot. That's what we did, right? We just had a big bowl of meth. We just had <laughs> we ate some drugs at the party. Yeah, uh, we. We did some shot stands where I stood upside down and had my Jägermeister barrel. That's how we party, right? I love how I love how lame your impression of your lame guy is. <laughs> that was you. You're Not, my lame guy. Uh, that was my impression of you. Because I said peer? I don't know. Actually, my impression would be like, I don't know if we should do this, guys. Oh, I'm complete wet blanket. Come on, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would totally not be at that party. 100%. I would not be at that party. I remember being in my 20s and being at a party, and that was the first time I'd ever smelled pot. And I was like, huh, I don't know about this party, guys. Hey, <laughs> guys. I don't mm. know if we should go to this party, guys. <laughs> Uh, I'm such a tool. Uh, anyway, uh, so he just want he wants to go smoke pot with this girl that he really likes. So he says, "Hey, look, there's cake. Go eat the cake." And she eats the cake, and she's allergic to nuts. There's nuts in the cake, and he just takes a huge rip off a bong, and all of a sudden she's like dying. So he's high. Puts her in the back of the car, drives off, and she can't breathe. She sticks her head out the window. He swerves because of a dead deer in the road. And, uh, yeah. So. That pole swung for the fences. Uh, yeah. So the, the little girl's decapitated. Yeah. And when I saw this, like, I don't know if this has ever happened in my life. My jaw literally dropped. Yeah. Like, that's. 
usually just a phrase. Mm-hmm. I literally mean I shat there. I shat there. Yeah. I mean, that's probably accurate. <laughs> it's probably pretty accurate. It's definitely a holy shat moment. I, I so I sat there and I my like I became conscious of it. Like my my jaw was hanging open. My mouth was just a gasp and. I was aware, like, my jaw is hanging open right now. Mm-hmm. I think you meant a gape, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they stick on the on Peter's face as the realization and the emotion and then the zombification all kind of roll over his face one at a time. And then he just drives home and zombies into bed. Yeah. Leaves the leaves the girl's body in the car overnight. Uh Uh-huh. Like and it's not it's not a a mischievous or I'm trying to get away with the thing. It's just I don't know how the fuck to react to this. I cannot do this now. Right. It's probably I mean it's half I just killed my sister. It's half I was driving while high. It's like all this, like, this is the realest fucking movie ever about demons. Hey, dude, come give me a hug. Bye, I love you. Bye, I love you. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) I just almost cursed in front of your child. (laughs) I love that he leaned in and, like, had to say, he wasn't saying He got right up on the microphone. He does better than half of our guests. (laughs) That's true. He didn't even say it to me. He was no. saying it to the audience. Uh-huh. He didn't even care. <laughs> there was no love in that hug. That was all just that, was all that ploy. selfish vanity. He wanted to get on the air to our dozens and dozens of listeners. Yes. Oh, we've got dozens and dozens now? I mean, two dozens is dozens and dozens. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it it is super real. And it's heartbreaking because then... Uh, they find the girl like he the, leaves to goes to leave for the day and right. finds the decapitated body of daughter. Yeah, and and fuck like fuck this movie and its ass for doing this, but also like I applaud it for not not fading to black and shit. Like Tony Collette is fucking torn apart after discovering her body, and yeah. you see it happen. Yeah, and. Everything it's doing to Peter, you fucking see it happen, and they don't cut away. And I I'm, feel like, like I'm so pissed off and so fucking like applauding them at the same time. Yeah, like how that. dare you make me feel these things? Exactly. The last time that the only other time I can feel like I felt the same way is World's Greatest Dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing that they do when he jumps in the pool naked and they don't cut away from his penis that's what i was thinking yeah, exactly yes i was like i'm applauding you so hard <laughs> Robin but I'm angry. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i was talking about yeah that's exactly it mm-hmm. uh yeah so then you get this amazing tension between the son and the mom mm-hmm. for a substantial length of the movie right uh to the point when it, you kind of had that have that explosion that kind of would probably eventually happen at some point right which is this is your fault you killed my daughter mm-hmm. finally you said it i right. know you've and, been thinking it for this long and so she's still mother she's still his mother right but she she 
has to kind of go kind of go this around animosity, it. yeah. Right. And so she has to be mother, but also she has this hatred probably for him, mm-hmm. love and hatred at the same time. And you really see that and it finally breaks her and she starts making a miniature of the accident and then that's when the the dinner conversation happens and just one of the best probably the best scene in this movie I think and just like one of like so many other movies you have uh, you have the blow up and then that's it but it's like that's not real people don't blow up and then just like they're instantly fine now so she blows up and then like catches herself that I'm saying this to my son, but then is like, she can't, she has to keep blowing up because that's all she feels. And so there's another layer to it. And Mm -hmm. like, that's so real. And then he's, he's not just like throwing shit in her face or like, he's not just like, yeah, that feel good to finally get that out or anything, which is how a lot of screenwriters would write this. And it's no, it's she blew up. So that finally gives him, uh, license to like bring up all the shit that he needed to get out and they both get out all the shit that they needed and it kind of tears the, the family apart and totally like you you see this unfortunately like so many families fall apart when um, uh, uh, when a child is is killed yeah well, and it just it just it it rends families in two yeah it's like a divorce is like skyrockets when something like that happens mm-hmm. because you just end up taking it out on each other. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to uh, definitely the the third wheel in this scene, but the father does a great job here too because exactly. he's trying to be the middleman and he's trying to not have it happen. But then once like he he still does a great job too. Right. Like it's not his scene because you're right. It's totally he, not his scene, but he has to balance being husband and father. But realizing that father kind of comes first. Mm-hmm. If, if if everything comes down, all the cards on the table, he chooses father over husband. Yep. Which I think is a real, that's a real character thing. Yeah. Like that's what he would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think we're both, like, keep reaffirming, super well done. Yeah. I like it. it like, yeah, that's why, that's why... I, I don't. Maybe that's why I don't have an opinion because I want my opinion to be much higher than it probably is. Yeah, I think it's better made than it is a story. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then a bunch of demon shit happens. <laughs> kind of after that, like yeah, that's what that's when all the genuine scary stuff happens, and it's cool. Uh but yeah, it, I, yeah, it just you, you start, it just doesn't stick it. Yeah, a woman starts. Inserting herself uh, into the, she's a friend of the mother's. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, a friend of the grandma's. The mother of right. Of, we don't know that at first. She she just yep. presents herself into Annie's life. Annie's the mom, which we haven't said, but she she starts putting herself into Annie's life, and it turns out she was part of this cult with her um, mother. And yes, yeah. The plot kind of unravels, and um, the it's ho- fine. But the hor- the horror aspect is not the reason to watch this movie. <laughs> Like, no, like if to you're me, like it's the movie. gripping actual family shit that's yes. the best part I, of this. You're absolutely right. Like the the demonic and then the climax is is just I don't care, I don't care. 
yeah. at the climax. Like the first, the first forty-five minutes of this movie, I was riveted, and then once it started getting into really what the plot is, right, I didn't care. Yeah, um, and I still don't really. <laughs> but you know, like, like yeah. that's that's not what I remember. That's not what I think about. I feel I think about how it made me feel and mm-hmm. how I felt was realizing that my mouth was hanging open. Yeah. But ultimately, like, I'm sure, um, I, you know, I'm a bad podcaster. I haven't looked into who made this, but, like, it's very obviously an allegory for what mental illness can do to families. Um, it's a little heavy-handed, but I, ultimately, you know, that's a, a, a message that kind of needs to be out there. Like, yeah, like, you can... Mental illness isn't anything to fuck with, and you know it needs to be dealt with and needs to be addressed. Um, but yeah, that the allegory is a little heavy-handed. But well, I think they like they go through the whole lineage and tell you, like, look, everybody is responsible uh, for the that has was responsible for taking their own life. Yeah. Um, also, like, I think the another thing is the aesthetic is. The the tying the miniature to the real world aesthetic is so fucking awesome, and then they just kind of drop it, and then just like the last shot is bringing it back, and I I really wish they would have played with that aesthetic more because that was so visually interesting. Yeah, it's the the second act that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you and I like <laughs> ag- really, really agree on, on this one. Like, yeah, uh, but totally, you know, it's. I don't think it has the best reviews, but I would totally, I would say, it is worth watching. If nothing else, it is two hours that your asshole's gonna be weird, clenched, and you don't know why, and uh, and you really get to see Tony Collette give a fantastic performance. I agree. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this week, uh, I had to file an insurance claim on my car. That sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. That's adulting to the max. Yeah. So, uh, at the store and I'm parked at the very back of the parking lot, Mm -hmm. uh, cause I very much don't care about where I park. I just want to park quickly. Okay. Like I might. That spot's open. I'm going to head to. I'm doing it. That's all you care about. That's all I care about. Uh, Rather than, like, my wife will want to drive around for fucking ever. <laughs> no, just fucking park, and we can walk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I park. So apparently what happened is somebody either didn't put their vehicle in park, or it popped out of gear, is the mm-hmm. quote that the cop said. Okay. He, it must have popped out of gear. So this, like, 1990 work truck. Okay. Just starts barreling by itself down the middle of the parking lot okay before you finish yes before you before you go any further did you witness this event i did not so so you were inside the store while inside the store while all this is happening and when you when you come upon it do you call the cops or the cops already there the cops they paged me over the intercom okay okay of the store all right so uh i did get to watch the security video (laughs) Of that's it. Awesome. So that's how I know this is what happens. Yeah. So it's sitting there, and then all of a sudden, it's like somebody puts it in reverse, 
and then just starts driving straight backwards. <laughs> and guess whose fucking car was parked right all opposite. the way back? It went the full fucking length of the parking lot. Oh, wow. And hit the back of my van. So, like, I'm watching that, and I realize how adult I am, because the whole time I'm like, that could have fucking hit somebody. Like, yeah. I don't even care about my car. Uh-huh. Like, their insurance is going to pay for it, whatever. That's, that's, that's so dead. But it wasn't on, so it's mm-hmm. not like somebody's going to hear it. There's right. nobody in there to hit the brakes. That could have 100% anybody, yeah. let alone a kid, somebody just pushing their fucking cart, buying mm-hmm. groceries, dead. Or at least very badly hurt. But it just went straight back, and I had to be the fucking asshole to park there. (laughs) God damn it. So how how bad was the damage? Uh, Like, it's a van, so, like, the bumper, the light. But the biggest thing is the hatchback's fucked up. Mm. So that's going to be the expensive thing. So I haven't even tried to open it because I'm scared that it won't close again. Right. So, yeah. Those, (laughs) really, sun shining down on me. Yeah. Sucked. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've told the story before of uh, when my roommate woke me up at 6 a.m. one day to tell me that uh, the cops were asking about me. I don't and think I've heard this. So uh, I, I lived at a friend's house with uh, him and another friend, and it was the, the second friend who uh, <laughs> knocks on my door, and I like... Uh, He's like, hey, the cops are here. They want you. I was like, what the f- what the fuck? It's 5 a.m. I'm not an early riser. And I wake up to hear that the cops are there. I am the goodiest of goody two-shoes, but I'm also paranoid. So I'm like, what the fuck? What, I, yeah, why what am did I, I do? Why am I getting arrested? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, in hindsight, it wouldn't be my roommate knocking on my door if they were there to, no. <laughs> to arrest me. Uh, so I get out and he's like, is that your, is that your vehicle out there? And I was like, yeah. And then I look out and I see that, uh, my taillight is all over the pavement and, uh, my whole thing is dented in and he's like, yeah, uh, that school bus right over there hit you. (laughs) And, uh, I was like, wow, okay, that's fun. Uh, so like had to fill out some stuff and then like, uh, also like the fun part of that is I had to clean up all the, the taillight and I was like, well, that's weird. I, like, I don't know. It's the same way in like a crime scene. Sure. Yeah. It's like, uh, like, yeah, like your family gets butchered and they just turn around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I guess this is my problem. Now. And he even told me like, you got to clean that up. And I was like. He starts writing you a ticket yeah. for not yeah. for having things. Jesus, in the okay, I'm I'm going. I'm getting the th- I'm getting the thing. Come on. Uh, at the time, I worked at um, the the college that I was going to doing like tutoring and stuff. And uh, I go in the next day, and one of my regulars is there, and so we like chit chat a little bit. And I was like, "Yeah, the weirdest thing happened. This uh, school bus hit me while my car was parked." And she's like, oh, that's why they were late. You were the one. And I was like, what? Apparently, she she worked at she works at a school uh, for the uh, for uh, special ed. So that was a school bus full of special ed kids that hit my hit my car. 
and uh, they were all late, and then the bus driver got fired because uh, my car was very missable, and he did not miss. So, yeah, that was that's like one of those crazy like small world type moments. Uh, I've never hit by a school bus. You've you've never hit by a what? I've never been hit by a school bus. Okay, have you hit a school bus? No. Okay. I thought that's kind of what was going to no, come next. No, no just... I don't know how to react to that. Like your story, <laughs> your story seemed to have wrapped up pretty well with a bow. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I like them. Just em. trying to acknowledge your story. Yeah, uh, I remember feeling like it was messed up. I was probably I was in middle school probably, uh, and we had a substitute bus driver, which is the worst. As cool as substitute teachers are, substitute bus drivers were the worst. Yeah, they're the exact opposite. Uh, because they don't know the route. No, they're they're fifteen minutes late. Yeah, and they pick they pick the kid that they hope seems competent. Yeah, and then they're like, "Is this the stop? Is this the stop?" And they're asking a sixth grader. No uh-huh. matter how competent yeah. it is, they're still talking to a sixth grader, yeah. and somebody gets skipped. Some anyway. somebody who, when asked his age, may still say this many and hold up some <laughs> fingers. So, uh, we were in Grable, your hometown. Mm-hmm. And there was a barrier, so she had two kids get out to move, like, the road barrier so she could get through. And then... Wait, and, what? Yes, so she had them get out. Okay, wait. There's a barrier in the road that says, mm, don't go past here. It was, like, it was it was set up so, like, cars could zigzag around it. So, like, imagine the setup of uh, of a railroad crossing mm-hmm. when, the, when it's down for no reason where a right. car could zigzag, but a bus couldn't. Right. So she had kids get out. Okay. And move it. So there, there's the thing that says you shouldn't come down. Probably yes. shouldn't come down here. Then she stops in, I'm assuming, the middle of an intersection. Um, I think so. I think it was where, like, Save-A-Lot is. So she stops in the middle of an intersection. Yes. Has children get out of the vehicle. Yes. And then move this heavy wooden splintery thing. Yes. That says it, it you was, probably shouldn't go down it here. It was one with like poles and legs, mm-hmm. and then the horizontal. And it had like probably had sandbags on the legs. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she had them move them. And at this point, I'm like doing the math because because I remember she asked like who the oldest ones were, and I was like crouching down because I'm pretty sure I was one of the older ones, but I didn't <laughs> want to participate in whatever the fuck this substitute bus driver was doing. So she had these kids move it, and then we got to the school. And she filled up the 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 bus with diesel. Diesel? It's got to be diesel. Uh-huh. At the school before we got, she dropped us off. So we were on the bus, which again also has to not be okay. Yeah. She, we were on the bus as she Meaning was filling either it Meaning either she left the gas unattended or the children unattended. Yes. <laughs> Neither of which are good. <laughs> it was like... Uh, like I'm a seventh grader or eighth grader and I'm doing the math. This I, is woman is not good at what she does. <laughs> like I legally, I can't drive, but I'm pretty sure I would be better at this than you. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. Like I was like, cause, cause for a while, like when you're little, you just think that all adults kind of know what they're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think I remember my very first, I'm going to throw a name. We usually don't do names. I'm going to do a name in this story. Okay. Little league. Probably 1993. Okay. Russ. Mm-hmm. Little nine-year-old Russ. Playing t-ball. 
I'm in the at nine years old. You're still playing T-ball. Not T-ball. This is Little League. I'm sorry. Okay. I was on the Harlan House Cafe team. We had yellow shirts. Uh huh. This is imprinted hardcore in my brain. Okay. okay. Uh, we're ha- we're 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 practicing. I am standing in the on deck circle. Mm-hmm. And what that is is it is a circle that is made for you to stand there and swing your bat mm-hmm. to warm up because you are on deck, meaning right. you're next to bat. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there swinging, and the one of the dads who was kind of he wasn't an assistant coach. He was the dad that would show up when he wanted to and kind of offer to help was out. The, he was the dad who would tell you what to do, but you were pretty sure it wasn't a part of the staff. That's exactly who mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly who he was. Like he got he's the dad that got a hat. They gave they gave extra hats, so he got a hat, mm-hmm. but he didn't get the coat shirt because right. they only gave out two coat shirts. Mm-hmm. That's him, okay? Yeah. So I'm swinging, and I hit him in the elbow. Okay. Okay. And I and I realize I hit him in the elbow. I apologize. He's rubbing his elbow and everything, and I apologize. And he says, "Stupid kid, mm. be careful what you're doing." And at first I was like, I am a stupid kid. I saw, and I was, like the more that I thought about it and I've now thought about this for what? 25 years. <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I was standing in the fucking you circle. You were in the place. You were in the one, in one of two places on that entire diamond. Yes. In the entire stands, everything. You're one of two places where it's like. I'm going to be swinging a bat here, so you yes. might want to watch out. And he out. said, stupid kid, watch what you're doing. Fuck you, Ed Love. That's his name. Oh, wow. Ed Love. I'm dropping a name right there. Fuck you. You called a nine-year-old kid a stupid kid for swinging a baseball bat right where he should. Wait. I think that's my neighbor's dad? Uh, Drew Love and Cody Love were they these were, kids. They literally lived next door to me for years. Fuck that years. guy. He Fuck those kids. St- those kids. Those kids tried to drown me. Really? One time. Yeah. I went over to their pool and they tried to drown me. I love dropping names now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that They're, guy. Those kids were, so their grandparents lived next to me and they lived with their grandparents and those kids were fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those kids are, I, I would not be surprised if they're in jail now. We got to do some. They're Google. definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. They tried uh, to drown me. Fuck, how, fuck uh, you. Okay, you got to tell me the drowning story. But I uh, mean, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, let me finish my thing because the drowning story could be good. Sure, it's not. But but I've carried this around for twenty nine years. Like that was the one of the moments that I realized. Like, wait a minute, all adults aren't right about everything. Like, because mm-hmm. at that point, teachers, principals, your parents, yeah, you listen to them unquestionably, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you're, you're taught that yes. parent, you know, adults know what they're talking about, yes. so. You and need the, to listen to Yes, him. and that's the moment when I was like, this adult is a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck it's you, probably why, his, probably why his kids live with his grandparents. <laughs> going real right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those kids, Cody. <laughs> okay. I, I was swimming, like, they, like they were my neighbors, so... Okay, so... Uh, across the street, Caddy Corner, was uh, Peter and their lone whole bunch of siblings uh to the side of me were were cody and drew and and the grandparents and behind me was this douchebag named bj who was from detroit and loved the tigers 
and the first baseball game I ever watched, the Chicago White Sox beat the Detroit Tigers, and so I've been a lifelong White Sox fan ever since. So I was kind of surrounded. I was surrounded by douchebags and uh, th- you know, the weird kid. So I kind of latched onto the weird kid, but I was like, they had a pool and it's summertime and you're a kid. So you're like, oh, hey, let's swim in the pool. And we were, you know, it was the thing like kids do. You have like holding your breath contests and stuff. And uh, one of those times uh, I extra won because he held my head under for way too long and like almost fucking drowned me because he's a giant ass at what a douche yeah they were younger than me too but they were they were strong they were they were those kids who like were up to mischief all the time so they kind of all you know the closest thing you can get to farm strong without being on a farm mm-hmm. yeah they were mischief strong uh, and i was sit inside and play sega master <laughs> system strong which is to say not strong at all uh, so we discussed a little bit here about Ed Love's uh, <laughs> parenting, right? Uh-huh. Here, here's a post from January 17th. I just found his Facebook. Oh, okay. Uh, in one school year, a child spends 78 hours at home and 900 hours at school. Which teacher should be held most accountable? So you know what, Ed Love? Your kids fucking tried to drown my friend and then you call me <laughs> stupid. Here you go. If Hillary is willing to look families of dead Americans in the eyes and lie about how they died, there's no lie she won't tell. Okay, you don't have to get political. <laughs> no, I'm saying this is this guy. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I wonder if his kids are in jail. <laughs> I just want to keep digging deeper now. I love <laughs> that. That'll, that'll, uh, that'll be a post show. Google and then uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay, I love that uh, that you and I both like <laughs> we came to the same yeah the same hate. You didn't have to grow up next to those kids though. They were Drew was kind of okay, but I feel like he was quicker to, to get influenced. Mm. So well, Cody's uh, Facebook is just just an eagle and American Oof. flag flying, Oof. and I can't get anywhere else. Oof. That's. Uh, He's holding, that's the kind of post, the kind of cover uh, profile photo or cover photo where you're like, he's holding his guns real tight. Maybe, uh, you know, the, neither one of these have been updated since like 2017. So maybe that's when they all went to jail. (laughs) They tried to pull off a family heist. I don't know. Something. It's possible, right? And we're too dumb to figure it out. It's possible. So, all right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we were able to right, find. Get, I'm so glad we put, get out our personal vendettas <laughs> against the Love family. <laughs> that grandpa was a pretty good guy. He was a real good guy. Yeah, I feel like I remember the grandpa too. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was heavy, right? No, no. Okay, I don't know who that is. Then I might have just made that up. Yeah, I had a friend uh, growing up whose uncle was a really really big dude and would like take him to baseball games and stuff mm-hmm. and he could they they missed a game and they couldn't come to one for a couple days because the dude was big and he would used to get into his truck and pull himself up by the hand by the steering wheel he and he went to do it. he snapped the steering wheel off and fell down one day 
so he couldn't mm. drive. He couldn't drive the kids, the kids to baseball because he broke the, he broke the steering wheel off. Oh, that's sad. I identify a little too much with that guy. Did you break a steering wheel? No. Oh, okay, good. No. Not yet. But, you know, sometimes I take a turn and my seat makes a noise and I'm like, <laughs> yep, I need to lose weight. I love, I loved watching you. We played uh, games recently at Jason's house from mm-hmm. episode 100 mm-hmm. and you were like, I do not trust this chair. I will just stand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he definitely had like. He had really dainty furniture. He had dainty, like antique furniture, yeah. like but not like, not like antique like uh, like craftsman. Yeah, like antique like garage sale. Yeah, <laughs> antique like this shit's a hundred years old and it was bought from like whatever the hundred years ago Kmart was. Yes, <laughs> that kind of antique. That's exactly what it was. It was the antiques roadshow antique that they didn't put on yeah. the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's worth about twelve dollars. <laughs> I mean, you'll have to pay somebody twelve dollars to take that away. Yeah, from actually, you. we've got we. That's they should charge for that. Like they should charge for dumpster services at Antiques Roadshow. Ah, uh, all right. Well, I feel really good about that love thing. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you want So I feel like I owe you an apology. So I feel like uh, I, I probably missed checking a box or something last yeah. week. Yeah, with Valmont. Uh, uh, which apparently there is a quote unquote movie, but it's okay. Did you check out this, this show on IMDb? No. On IMDb, it says it has 30 episodes, but only oh, the, yes, I did see that. Okay. But only the first five have ratings. Yes. I'm guessing it got canceled or something or, or they were just like, this isn't happening at all. And we're, you may have made all those, but we're never going to air them. It also says like 2009 dash, like it's yeah. still going. Well, IMDb has that a lot when it's like, uh, we don't know the status of this, so. I guess it's still going. <laughs> like there's somebody from the cast that's like, still waiting for my call any day. <laughs> she's 40. Uh, she's 45 now. And it was one of the yeah. <laughs> one of the, the girls. So it, there was a quote unquote movie, which was just the first five episodes put together. Yes. But we really were like, you know what? That looks awful. <laughs> what if we just watched the first. 22 minute episode <laughs> and say we did our jobs yes exactly that's 100 what it was was like yeah we've accomplished what we need to do here yeah and i don't know about you but i feel like all of my expectations were met in those yeah. 22 minutes you know what you know sometimes sometimes you play uh, movie roulette and sometimes you play russian roulette and you know it never works out when the russians get involved it's, it never comes out well no it really doesn't <laughs> So uh, Valmont, Valmont, uh, is exactly what I thought it would be. Uh-huh. It is. It it's is an MTV show. It's an MTV show with all. Uh, it is seventy three percent narration. Yes, <laughs> which is always a sign. Seventy three percent percent narration. Fourteen uh, percent uh, uh, renders of cell phone screens. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, about 3% whiny fat friend, uh, and 7%, uh, watched uh, video recorded from a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Did that get to 200%? Yeah. I wasn't doing our math. <laughs> I don't know. 
Seventy-three percent, seven percent. That's eighty, eighty-three percent. I think we got to like ninety-three percent. Okay, well that's good because that leaves seven percent for actual, actual, uh, 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 footage of the actual show happening. Yeah. So, I want to tell this. The show was created by someone who worked on Six Feet Under mm-hmm. and Lost. Yep. And he made this piece of shit. Well, it's because it was probably like a lighting guy. No, he he was like a staff writer really? on both of those shows. Oh, yeah, Ooh. and has multiple episodes credited to him. He got as writer. He had to have been a polisher or something, right? Or like <laughs> I don't. He, he has multiple episodes across multiple seasons attached to him, so he, he that either means he's a guy in the room, or it means he's the guy that is there. WGA says we have to hire one freelancer or something. I didn't I think know. you were going to say freelancer. I thought you were going to throw an R-bomb or something out there. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> not where I was going at all. Uh, yeah. So this show is incredibly homoerotic because I feel like that's – it's right in that – it's is Twilight – is 2009, is that pre-Twilight or is that – is that Twilight? I think that might be right at the Twilight. Because it's... I don't even know if homoerotic's the right word. It's like when everybody was throwing around the word metro constantly. But it's like there's a scene with two guys and it's like the way they show their masculine intensity is by almost when kissing. When they're getting ready to rape that girl? Yeah, by almost kissing right before <laughs> they fade to black and rape that girl. Yeah. I think what they were going for is like the swingers, like... uh homoeroticness which isn't even really homoerotic in swingers i don't feel like it is oh don't don't even try to say that this was like bromance or anything no this was straight up because did you read what happens in the show at all like i just read episode descriptions like this goes full-on vampires and all that shit right also it turned her her the whole premise is her brother at first she says her brother died five years ago but then she goes to college and everyone's Still there. Yeah, everybody knows her brother, including the professors. Yeah. That she just met this professor and he wants to meet her outside of campus. Uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's like her shepherd or something. I don't know. He says, yeah, because. Yeah, doesn't he like knock on her dorm door or something? It seems super weird. Well, he calls her and they like meet on a on a covered bridge. Yeah. And at one point she goes straight from being in a robe and underwear to leaving and being fully dressed. That was one of the things like when I read one of the reviews of the, uh, the movie mm-hmm. and they were like, the show was incredibly uh, choppy and disjointed. And this uh, mixture of five episodes makes that <laughs> choppy and disjointed show even choppier <laughs> and disjointed. And I was like, who liked this enough to watch five episodes or 30 <laughs> and then watch the movie as well yeah uh i want to see the director's cut of veilmont that's really what i want to do i want to see what they're going to do something you different couldn't even there. watch the regular cut of veilmont <laughs> no i'm not saying me i'm saying that person <laughs> oh, that, okay. that, that watched both and was able to comment on the differences between the two uh yeah this this show sucks it's garbage right like this yeah. is the epitome of uh, of trying to capitalize on true blood mm-hmm. uh with teens and eroticism and vampires and it's just soulless 
My grandma was very into Vampire Diaries, which is one of those cash-in shows on like the CW. Yeah. But CW usually does cash-in shows pretty well. Uh, the brother was the guy, the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake that I like. Okay. That's all. The house was called Pantheros. I didn't care enough to follow up, but I'm going to guess they were Panthers because they write cat food on her stomach. Yes. After they maybe raped her. Yeah. Like, this isn't, this is, this is basic cable. Mm-hmm. And it's the most, it's so uncomfortable. Right. And they do it a, well, at least I, twice in the first episode. It's because, every, like, everything is just hand wavy and so inept that, like, seriously, <laughs> like, I know young actors, whatever, but there's a scene where they're in, like, the courtyard and she's like, the fat friend is like, uh, you need a paper. You didn't write your paper last night. You need to buy a paper. I'm going to write down her number. She literally makes two scribbles and then hands her the piece of paper that she supposedly wrote a name and phone number on. And it's like that kind of not attention to detail. And like it was so fucking confusing. They were just cutting around and shit was happening. Well, even the very, very first thing is like they uh, she's dressed all in black. Yeah. And you see the corpse of her brother who's burned, right? Mm-hmm. And then just smash cut to her, a blonde girl. And right. she's now she's in college. Right. I didn't even know that was the same girl. Like, she was like, my brother. I was like, is that a different sister? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then it's like three minutes before they reveal that she switched identities with some girl. Yes. And yeah, so this is a pilot. So you're supposed to confuse and cause those things in pilots, like mm-hmm. to get you hooked. Not in this way. No. Not. It's supposed to intrigue you. Yeah. This, it's supposed this, to be intriguing. Not like. Wait, why? What the fuck is that? Who was that? Okay. Yeah, this isn't Breaking Bad when they show you a pizza on the roof in the episode and you wonder how it got up there. Yeah. No, this is just, it, it just makes you angry. Uh, uh, my, and it's garbage. <laughs> so uh, when Marianne went to California, they kind of did a trip across the country and uh, they went to Albuquerque. And I was like, did you go to the Breaking Bad house? And she's like, yeah, I'm not going to go to the Breaking Bad house. And apparently... Uh, they put up a lot of stuff because people kept throwing pizzas yeah, on their roof. that's what I heard. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> they made it much more difficult for people to get onto their property to throw pizzas on their roof. Yeah. Like everybody... But I'm sure it still happens. Every, I've always heard every every story, like the Night Round Elm Street house, the the Halloween house, mm-hmm. the full, full house house. Like they're like everybody that lives there is just miserable oh, like, yeah. between pe- which people showing up and everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't, I don't even know how they can capitalize on it. Like financially, because the house is just there. So if right, they want to take a picture, they'll be out front. Exactly. And 99% of the time, nothing is filmed in the house. Right. So they it's just not walk like they in and get... like, wait, this doesn't look like the right, this doesn't look like the set yeah, does. I got your $12 already. Get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all they could do. Because this was used for establishing shots. Yeah. They were here once and took a three minutes of video. Yeah. And that's it. I, Bob. And I paid an extra $3 million for that 12 minutes, for that like 12 seconds of footage that they use at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. The uh, Bob Saget in his book was talking about how the only time he'd ever been to the Full House house was to like, it was like for Jimmy Kimmel or Leno or something where somebody knocked on the door and then he was in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time he was ever actually there was for that <laughs> bit. Like people, he's like, oh yeah, I live here. The Olsen twins live here too. Like, 
this is a funny little bit, but yeah. it's kind of funny that it's like iconic and associated with the show and show and he'd never been there, but why would he have ever been there? Right. Um, yeah. So Valmont or <laughs> hereditary, Justin, it's a uh, tough one. It's a yeah. tough one. Uh, hereditary. Yes. Go, absolutely. go watch it. It's, it doesn't stick the landing, but it's, it's, I think it's a worthwhile ride. I agree. And, and especially when you put it up next to something like Valmont. Yes. So, uh, next week, next week, next week, Justin, first movie. Mm-hmm. Waiting for you to put it into my hands. First movie. Now I have it. Uh, they walk, they talk, they kill dolls. Uh, that's weird. Uh, okay. So the cover has a doll, right? Standard. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the doll ain't got no eyes mm-hmm. because the eyeballs are in its hands and mm-hmm. it's holding it up next to its eyes as if it's its eyes, mm-hmm. but outside of its eyes. Yes. But then the super weird part is it has like, um, like a person mouth, like a sexy lady mouth, but also it's like cracked open to reveal human teeth. I don't understand that bit. It's kind of in the pan's labyrinth pose, right? Sure. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, have you seen this, the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog? It looks fucking disastrous. <laughs> like they, it gave makes me so teeth. sad. Yeah. I've, I've, I love looking online for all the CGI artists who have like, like just done a tiny little tweak to that. And it's like, Oh, that looks a hundred percent better. I, I saw one, like he had big giant eyes yeah. like the, and it looked way better. Yes. Yeah. Sonic only has one eye and it's connected in the middle. It's two eyes connected in the middle to make one giant eye. That's canon. That's, that's how it's always going to be. That's yeah, how it, Sonic be. It looks terrible. And Jim Carrey looks terrible. Like, uh, every- I'm Jim Carrey is the reason I'm going to go see it. Like I was going to go see it just for like how shitty it looks. I'm excited that Jim Carrey is going to be Doctor Doctor Eggman. But wasn't he fat? Yeah, but who cares? Well, no, he would. Some like. Sometimes he's fat. Sometimes he's skinny and kind of wearing a fat suit. The, the 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 lore of Sonic the Hedgehog is long and winding. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll, it looks I'll like a disaster. A it looks like a disaster. Yeah. It, oh, I watched your Bubble Boy video. My Bubble Boy video. Balloon Boy video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I did not rewatch it, so I've forgotten everything it said still. So basically, it's just saying that the dad, the dad's story never changed. Yeah. And he, they kind of walk you through what he said. And it sounds like he's been consistent for the most part. Uh, and the biggest thing that got me is they showed the original video when in, the balloon went up. Mm-hmm. And he's very meanly yelling at his wife and doing being a douchebag like yes. he's 100 percent blaming her he's cursing at her and stuff yeah and that's probably not what you would be doing if you were planning on releasing this to the world mm-hmm. but the guy's not dumb like maybe he did do it yeah. knowing that that's the way it's gonna appear right um but my the, whole point was that uh, there's there are multiple sides to every story no uh, that's true the and one thing that they didn't more information the good. one thing that they didn't acknowledge that I know that I saw, and I did a quick Google search for, I couldn't find, but there was, I remember seeing it. It was like, it was, it was like the same video, like 
they are like, where is the kid? Where is he? We don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. And they sat the camera down and then the kid grabbed the camera and like put it in his face and was like, all right, now I'm going to go hide. And then went to hide. Are you sure that you didn't make that up? I'm pretty sure I didn't make that up. Because that could be one of those. That's really like that like super interests me, right? Like. That could be something that is totally fake that your brain made up. Yes. Like and I can is, see and it, it in my and head. It is, it is totally a, a memory for you now, yes. even though it is completely out of nothing. And it totally influences everything you believe about the yes. story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's super fascinating to me. I don't know the answer to it. I don't know if, if what you what is in your brain is real or not, uh, but it's fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> what's Dahl's going to be about? Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to be about some dolls. Sweet. Uh, and when it says they walk, they talk, they kill, I'm going to guess they do all three of those things. <laughs> I can't wait until this is a, a friendly werewolf movie <laughs> and you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, uh, second movie? Second movie uh, from the director of Reanimator. Uh, a bunch of names I don't recognize and George Went and Daniel Baldwin. Uh, everyone has a breaking point. King of Ants. King of the Ants. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, so the cover is very interesting. It is uh, like a like a bust size or bust uh, proportion of a guy with a shaved head. And he has ants on him. And, oh, yeah, he doesn't have a face. Instead of a face, he has stitches that spell out King of the Ants. And he's lying in a whole bunch of ants. Uh, whoa. I look to the back, and I'm excited for this movie. Because <laughs> George Went is fucking choking out a motherfucker. <laughs> that looks great. Uh, yeah, I don't... Is this a response to the movie Ant-Man? Uh, no. So both of these movies are by Stuart Gordon, who I think we might have watched more movies from Stuart Gordon than anybody on this podcast. What? Stuart Gordon. I heard the name, but I've never heard the name before. I don't think. Absolutely have it. You react the same way every time. Okay. So what movies have we watched by Stuart Gordon? Uh, so we have watched From Beyond. Okay. We have watched Dagon. Okay. We have watched others i'm sure so like the lovecraftian stuff uh yes uh there's definitely more that i'm not recalling right now that we've definitely watched by him yeah, uh, i hit the microphone that was good uh i'm sure there's got to be more so here's my thing i know we're gonna watch uh, uh before we started this mm-hmm. a couple years before i had done a trial run of a podcast with my wife okay and we didn't keep going with it but one of the things that we did was we watched all of Stuart gordon's films and we did an episode on that okay uh that's a lot of homework for one episode yeah it didn't work out <laughs> like <laughs> it, it was a and lot and the marriage isn't looking good either it was a lot so uh he also wrote honey uh i shrunk the kids for what that's worth but did he write honey i shrunk the kids too uh, I believe so. Oh, okay. Uh, Which? No, wait. Honey, I blew up the kid. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's uh, the that's the good. He one. wrote Honey, I blew up the kid, and nice. Honey, Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Uh, wait, that's probably just credited story credit. Regardless, mm-hmm. next week we're going to do two Stuart Gordon movies. Cool. 
I'm going to give you the chance to pick which two, however, because you got a third option here. So you got to oh pick two out of these three. Third movie option. Okay. Okay. I let's just let's what? Okay. Directed by Stuart, Stuart Gordon. Written by fucking David Mamet. Starring William H. Macy, Joe Montaigne, Mina Servari, Denise Richards, Bokeem Woodbine, and Julia Stiles. Ah, I don't like her. I don't like her either. Oh. That ruined this. <laughs> I fucking love William H. Macy. You- <laughs> it's fucking David Mamet. That sounded like me looking at like a... All right, so... You, let me recreate that mm-hmm. with different words. Okay. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get this Ben and Jerry's ice cream. This looks so good. It's got marshmallows and fudge and caramel and pecans. Never mind. Fuck oh, that. Pecans are good. <laughs> uh, any nuts. I don't want any nuts in my mouth. Did you ever watch Dexter? De- well, yeah. Hold on. Nuts are delicious. <laughs> Nuts give you protein, mm-hmm. and they taste good mm-hmm. because they're pretty much just fat and protein. <laughs> uh, I did watch Dexter, yes. Uh, she was terrible in it. Yes. She ruined season five of Dexter. Well, no, no, no. The, the, the writers didn't help because didn't she played Lumen, right? Yes. Wasn't that her character's yes. name? They named her fucking Lumen. <laughs> she, I, don't think you, I don't think you understand. She is the light that Dexter needed at oh, that time. Oh, Lumen Light. I didn't of... get that from the exact moment that they fucking <laughs> said Lumen. Jesus you, Christ. You need to unlock your phone again. Oh, okay. Sorry. Because I didn't say the name of the movie. Okay. It's called Edmund. Yeah. I knew it started with an E, but I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, I am. I am going to choose Edmund. Even though it has Julia Stiles in it, I am excited about William H. Macy and it being written by David Mamet. And I'm going to choose the movie where I see George Went fucking choking out a motherfucker. Okay, so we're doing King of the Ants. King of the Ants and Edmund. King of the Ants and Edmund. And Dolls can go fuck itself for all I care. <laughs> you kind of seemed okay with Dolls, too. Like, dolls too. seemed fine. I don't care. Like, I like it seemed fine. I was fine with this thing. And then you give me fucking William H. Macy written by David Mamet. And so yeah yeah okay good uh you never told us what it's gonna be about you never told us what king of the ants is gonna be about i i don't think i needed to after i said george went and just choking out a motherfucker <laughs> on the back that is all you need okay nine just give me 90 minutes of that okay <laughs> uh just like uh you've you've seen no country for old men right mm-hmm. like just 90 minutes of of george went killing him like he like he strangles the cop yeah. with his cuffs uh-huh. just 90 minutes of that yeah <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> I like it. Uh, What's Edmund about? Um, all I saw was Julia Stiles and William H. Macy. So I'm going to guess that it's probably, with all those names, I'm going to guess it's probably more of a thriller than it is like a horror movie. Okay. Um, so I'm going to guess, that they had very clean lines, I'm going to guess that William H. Macy is a businessman who does business. Mm-hmm. And somebody killed his wife. Okay, and then he found solace uh, by with with Julia Stiles, and so t- together they're going to uh, figure out who killed his wife, and then they're also going to have like a will they won't they kind of, you know, he's a lot older than her, but you know, she seems to want it, whatever kind of thing. 
Got I'm going to guess what that movie's about. And then this is just, it's, uh, there's a man with a sledgehammer also, which would have been really cool if it had not been next to George Wendt choking out a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess There's a that, third picture on that. You have not even acknowledged. I, just, I don't care about that. <laughs> Some sort what? of some sort of weird ant what? queen creature. <laughs> don't worry that? about that. I don't care about that. that Do with a motherfucking sledgehammer. <laughs> and George went fucking choking out a motherfucker. Totally like this is some this is some Doctor Who shit that I see on a regular basis. It's fine. Whatever. I don't see fucking Norm from Cheers. Straight Merkin fools. Like the only thing that would make this better is if he had like a piano wire garrot. <laughs> but he's instead he's using his bare hands like a goddamn man. Ah, so I'm excited about both Good. these movies. Good, I'm glad that I excited you, and I'm sorry, dolls, that you got discarded <laughs> so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, you just you just don't got it. You don't have that. Je ne sais went. Uh, Justin, what else you got for us? 